Welcome to the Encounter YA podcast, helping young adults follow Jesus. Here are your hosts, Garrett Cars and Annika Carter. Hey, Encounter family, welcome to episode seven. Today on the Encounter YA podcast, we talk about how we are to walk out our Christianity during crisis. We truly believe that it is in the hard times and circumstances that we grow the most, and we believe that you are going to love today's podcast. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the podcast. We are doing a podcast on Christianity in crisis. So I think this is something that we wanted, have been wanting to talk about for a little bit, and I think it's applicable to the time that we're going through right now. But one of the things that I was thinking about is um, during crisis, during these moments where um, these circumstances come into our life, sometimes we often f- forget about God's true character. And I think that when circumstances happen in our life, that they almost, it seems like the enemy does this weird thing where he comes straight up against God's character. Mm-hmm. Like the circumstances yeah. in our life will push back on, um, for instance, God's sovereignty. Like when we lose control of our situations, I think that we actually forget that God is sovereign. Right. Because uh, it seems like because we have lost control, that God has lost control. And so these circumstances, we often forget that he's sovereign and we forget that he's faithful. Mm -hmm. And I was thinking, um, I recently read this book, it's called Red Sea Rules. And basically it's like how God works in the midst of these difficult circumstances and um, it's just this this interesting thought about how the Israelites were told to remember what happened at the Red Sea over and over and over again. And even like when we see Jesus sitting at the Passover dinner mm-hmm. thousands of years later yeah. and something that we still do mm-hmm. today. And he says, um, and he's talking about the new covenant at that point in time. But he's what we're really doing is we're actually remembering something that happened, and that was before the Red Sea, but we're remembering something that happened thousands of thousands of years ago. And so I think that um, God will actually help us remember. But in these situations that are difficult, for some reason, we really forget that God is faithful. And the last thing that I had um, just to mention that during these difficult circumstances is that God says that he actually promises us that he will never leave us and he never will forsake us. Mm -hmm. And I think that is so hard for us to remember in the midst of crisis Mm -hmm. is that we, we forget that um, Jesus is with us still through, through the power of the Holy spirit. And um, even one of the things that I think is very interesting, Jesus told his disciples that it's better for them. Right. If he left. Yeah. Radical. Right. (laughs) And they're sitting there going, what? Yeah. No way. There's no way that this, how can life get any better than this, Mm -hmm. than walk? And, and I still feel that way. Like what I would give. Yeah. What I would give to have spent three years with Jesus. But Jesus actually says, it's actually better for you if I give you the Holy spirit and I actually go away. And so I think that in the midst of this, we actually are living in a time where we get to have the leading of the Holy Spirit. And so I I think it's good for us that we will remember his promise that he'll never leave us and never forsake us. And I think sometimes God allows in his wisdom what he could easily prevent in his power. Yeah, absolutely. To 
actually see if we believe if his promises are true. Mm-hmm. And so sometimes God will allow these difficult circumstances in our life to kind of see, hey, do you actually believe my word? Do you believe these promises that I am in control? I am sovereign. I do know all things and I'm using this to your benefit. Right. And um, that I am faithful that, and, and I think that there's never been a moment in my life where God hasn't shown me his faithfulness. Yeah. And I think if you look, if you remember and think about what are all the things that God has brought you through, mm-hmm. he's never let you down even though it might have seemed like that at the time. And, and you might be in a circumstance where it seems like, I don't understand this, I don't understand what's going on, but eventually someday we will, and we'll see the, we'll see the fruit of the things that we're going through. And I think that God often, sometimes he uses these circumstances to develop our character. Mm-hmm. But ultimately, I think that um, he's really, he's, he's defining us and our trust um, in the Holy Spirit. And his work in our life. Um, one of the examples we're going to talk about, kind of two main examples today, of of how we are supposed to walk our our Christianity out in crisis. But the first one is in John um, chapter twenty. Um, we see after Jesus's death um, that the disciples are actually sitting in their homes, and says that they're scared um, for their life because the Israelites had just killed Jesus, right, and. Uh, and they were unaware, kind of unaware of his resurrection at the time. Mm-hmm. But it says that they were sitting in their homes and they're scared for their lives. And it said that Jesus appeared to them and he comforted them. And he said that they have the Holy Spirit to help guide them in the way that they should go. And I just think this is such an applicable thing to us as we're spending time in crisis that Jesus will come to us and he will be with us and he, he will help guide us through those through the midst of those difficult opportunities. So I, I think that's something to remember just as we're spending time in, in crisis. And I think a lot of times we forget too that a lot of the church growth that happened, if you look back in the history of time um, on, on the movement of Christianity, yeah. that when... Um, Christians were persecuted when there were bad things going on and it seemed like there was a crisis in the world. It was Christianity that was actually taking a foothold mm-hmm. and actually growing, yeah. right? Even in the time of, of Rome, when Nero, yeah. the emperor Nero was burning Christians like alive mm-hmm. and they were being persecuted, but yet the church was growing. And that's what Jesus said that there, he will build a church and the gates of hell will not be able to invade it. And yep. that's the stuff we're talking about. And so I think when we look at the perspective of everything, I think it's hard for us to remember that we can often grow through times like this mm-hmm. and Christianity grows through times like this. Yeah. I think it's that like ability to look at it, not only on a, you know, 100 foot level or a um, personal perspective, but then look at it at a thousand feet in the air and look at it from a global um, and Christianity as a whole perspective and be able to acknowledge that God sees at every level and he is working at every level and working for the good of his kingdom and bringing people to him. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's what a lot of times it seems to me that when I grow the most Mm -hmm. is in times of crisis. And I think that 
sometimes God allows um, these difficult circumstances in our lives to happen because He wants us to know that we desperately need Him. Yeah. And that desperation and that need for Jesus doesn't change based on our circumstances, but sometimes I think they happen because we just need to be reminded Mm -hmm. that we are broken people, that our world is broken, and while we're still on on, here on earth and Jesus hasn't returned, yeah. that things aren't going to be the way that they should be. Yeah. It's not supposed yep. to be this way. right? And that's what I think even in the midst of, of all of this, one of the questions that gets asked a lot of times is like, did God cause this? Right. Did God cause this or did he create this? And mm-hmm. I, we could sit here and I think we could argue about semantics right. and get into this huge argument and talk a lot about like, the origin of all of these things. Mm -hmm. But ultimately I think, um, whatever, um, side of that argument you sit on, I think that God works for the good of all of those who love him. Yeah. And that despite, um, the cause of all of those things that God can use these places and these times, um, to mold us. And even if you look in, and I just mentioned Romans eight, right? Romans eight, the whole point of the reason why God works for the benefit of those who love us is to form us into looking like Jesus. Right. And that statement is made while the writer's in crisis. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so it's while you're in crisis, acknowledging that he's calling, whether no matter what side you look at it from, it's a calling to surrender to him and to right. come closer and draw close. Right. Yeah, no, I think, and that's such a great example of of Paul, who's who's writing Romans. Is it basically he's like even at times he's like we're crushed on all sides, right? Like we're uh, uh, perplexed, we're confused, but we're moving forward and right. we're growing in our faith. And so I think um, that's a great great illustration in Romans uh, chapter eight. Um, the other the other passage um, that we're going to talk about today. I think um, really just helps us understand um, and kind of one of my favorite passages to talk about when it comes to our faith in crisis is in uh, Matthew chapter 11. And uh, if you're sitting down listening to this podcast, um, if you're driving, please don't do this. But if you're sitting down in your living room <laughs> or wherever, if you happen, I'd, I'd say just press pause for a second, go grab your Bible and because um, I really just want one of the things we want to do on this podcast is making sure that we are talking about scripture and everything. But I'd really encourage you just to open up your Bible to um, this passage and we're just going to read it together. Um, if you don't have a Bible, wherever you're listening to this podcast, I would encourage you can download the Bible app on your phone. Super easy. But also, if you don't have a Bible, we have some here at the church, and we'd love to provide a Bible for you, even if that means we have to mail it to you. So if you guys don't have a Bible, we would really love to give you one. So just um, message us either on social media or shoot us an email. We'd love to do that for you. Um, But we're going to read here in Matthew 11. um, And what really, I just want to give a little context for what's going on. Um, John the Baptist is in prison. We're going to read that. But John the Baptist is actually Jesus's relative, and um, it's pretty interesting. But um, just kind of a, a origin of John the Baptist, like he came out of the wilderness. He's kind of a unusual guy. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> likes to eat bugs and random things, like you do, right? Like normal, <laughs> all of us. We might be eating bugs soon. Uh, who knows? Uh, but uh, 
it, I, he was, what was said about him was that he was a forerunner of the Messiah, mm-hmm. that he was supposed to make straight the path towards the Messiah. And so his whole goal, and even when Jesus shows up for his baptism and Jesus is like, Hey John, will you baptize me? He's like, what? Why? I'm not, no, you should be baptizing me. Yeah. I'm unworthy to even untie your sandal. Like I'm so unworthy of this. And, um, and so we see this, if you read about John the Baptist at the beginning of, of his ministry, at the beginning of Jesus's ministry, we see this, um, prophet who is full of faith, um, and full of like humility mm-hmm. And uh, somebody who we, we would look up to and use as an example of like, we're supposed to point people to Jesus and we should be like John the Baptist and, and pointing people to Jesus and understand our unworthiness in a sense of like, Jesus is so yeah. beautiful. Right. And we'd use him as an example. But in this passage, we see a completely different John the Baptist. So let's read together. Matthew chapter 11, starting in verse 1, it says, When Jesus finished telling his 12 disciples what to do, he went away from there to teach and preach in their towns. When John the Baptist was in prison, he heard what Jesus was doing. He sent, um, sorry, he sent his followers. They asked, Are you the one who was to come, or should we look for another? Jesus said to them, Go and tell John what you see and hear. The blind are made to see. Those who could not walk are walking. Those who have bad skin diseases are healed. Those who could not hear are hearing. The dead are raised up to life and the good news is preached to the poor. He is happy who is not ashamed of me and does not turn away because of me. As the followers of John the Baptist went away, Jesus began to tell them, the people about John. He said, what did you go out to see in the desert? a small tree shaking in the wind. But what did you go to see? A man dressed in good clothes? Those who are dressed in good clothes are in the houses of kings. What did you go out to see? One who speaks for God? Yes, I tell you, he is more than one who speaks for God. This is the man the holy writing spoke of when they say, see, I will send my helper to carry good news ahead of you. He will make your way ready for you. For sure I tell you, of those born of women, there is no one greater than John the Baptist. The least in the holy nation of heaven is greater than he. From the days of John the Baptist until now, the holy nation of heaven was suffered very much, has suffered very much. Fighting men try to take it. All the early preachers of the law told about it until the time of John. And as you and if you will believe it, he is Elijah. Who was to come? You have ears, then listen. So, kind of an interesting story. And uh, if you kind of go back, we see that John the Baptist was arrested and put into prison. And so, if we if we see all of a sudden what we said about when we get into difficult circumstances, that our view of God, His sovereignty, His faithfulness, and all of His promises might change. This is exactly what John the Baptist is going through. He's going through a difficult circumstance, and he's sitting here, and and I can't imagine sitting in jail and just saying, like, I've said all of these things. I've preached. I've been faithful. And what has my faith got me? Time in jail? Wow. Mm -hmm. 
and you're sitting, he's sitting in prison. And I think that because of his difficult circumstance, John began to fall into this trap that we all do, that we are confused about who Jesus actually is. And so Jesus, uh, we see John the Baptist, he sends his disciples to Jesus to say, hey, are you actually the Messiah? Right. Are you who you say you are? I baptized you. I came and I preached. But because my circumstances have changed, was I right? I wonder if he was second guessing himself. Yeah, because I mean, when he does baptize him, his his rejoice is yes. abundant. Well, and even can you imagine you you dunk Jesus in the water, comes up, and then all of a sudden, God the Father right. is speaking out loud, right? And doves are descending. I don't know if you've had a moment like that in your faith. I sure haven't, <laughs> you know. And it's like the that's heavens. how God greets me every morning. Oh, right, right. And doves are coming through your windows yeah. and everything, but. <laughs> To go from that place yeah, and that experience with God to a place of questioning if Jesus is actually the Son of God, if he's actually the Messiah. Mm-hmm. I think for John to be able to do that is, for me, it's hard to fathom. Hard to fathom for me to see being, baptizing Jesus, hearing about all of these things, being alongside of him, prophesying about him, telling people about all of the things that you do to go from all of that place to a place where you're even questioning whether Jesus is the Messiah is mm-hmm. such a hard thing for me to fathom that I think that it, it comforts me yeah. because I've been there so many times. I've been in a place where I question whether Jesus is actually who he says he is. Right. And I love um, I love Jesus' response mm-hmm. because it, I think he does a couple things. One, he reminds John of who he is. Yeah. And in the midst of difficult circumstances, Jesus is saying, go, go tell John what's happening. I know that his circumstances have changed. I know that he's in a difficult circumstance, but the kingdom of heaven is coming to earth. Mm-hmm. The blind are healed. The deaf can hear. People who are lepers are being healed. God has come to earth. And But then he says, uh, he is um, happy who is not ashamed of me and does not turn away because of me. Mm-hmm. And I think in that, Jesus is saying, listen, things are going to be hard but happy are the people who don't turn away from me because of difficult circumstances and don't allow the perspective to change. And so Jesus's first response to John is, it's true. Mm-hmm. I am the Messiah. Right. Encouragement. Encouragement. John is, and he doesn't even chastise him. Mm-hmm. He's like, he doesn't say, John, you idiot. Mm-hmm. You talked about me. After everything I've done. After, after everything I've done. After yeah. you baptized me, bro, we're, we're family. Right. Jesus' response is like, yes, I am who I say I am. Mm -hmm. And all of these things point to the fact of me being a Messiah. Mm -hmm. Jesus is using his work on earth to point to the fact that he is a Messiah. And that's why I said earlier in this episode that we have to remember his faithfulness. And that's exactly what Jesus is saying. I am faithful, even in the midst of difficult circumstances. All these people that I'm talking about we're in the midst of difficult circumstances. Right. And they're coming out of difficult circumstances because of my faithfulness. And just remember, John, 
that I will help bring people out of difficult circumstances, and I will show my faithfulness to you. Now, if you keep reading, John doesn't really end up in a great circumstance. Right. Uh, because he, he questioned one of the kings, says that he was beheaded, and we're kind of left like, oh, no. Right. Where's the Where's the ending? Where's right? the beautiful? Jesus, yeah. you didn't help this guy out. Right. But what I remember, what I want us to remember is that despite the persecution that John faced, his eternity was locked away. Right. And I think in the midst of difficult circumstances, one of the biggest things that we miss is a perspective that's turned towards eternity. Mm-hmm. That we forget that there is life beyond now. this circumstance. Mm-hmm. And Jesus actually promised his disciples that there was going to be hard times, Mm -hmm. that there were going to be difficult circumstances, but there will be a time that there will, there will be no crying. There will be no tears Mm -hmm. and it will be a joyous occasion, but that's not until he comes back. And in the midst of all of this, we have to remember Jesus's faithfulness. And the second thing that John or that Jesus tells John is what? He reminds him of his identity. Mm-hmm. And he tells the people that John the Baptist was the person, the forerunner to the Messiah. Right. And I love this reaction from Jesus because he is reminding us of who John is and that despite his kind of everything changing his circumstances being bad. He's thrown in prison for being faithful to God. Right. Uh, he reminds John of his identity. Who did you go see? Not Nobody who was fancy, nobody who was well-dressed, but he is Elijah who was to come. He is the forerunner to the Messiah, mm-hmm. and he reminds John of his identity. And I think that so many times when we get into difficult circumstances, we have this test almost of whether we trust in our identity that Christ has given us. Will we remember our identity that Christ has given to us in the midst of difficult circumstances, in the midst of all of these things that are trying to change? And and so many times it feels like that we can be defined so easily by our circumstances. Right. And so I think that that's exactly what Jesus is doing Mm -hmm. is he's helping John understand who he is Mm -hmm. and who John is called to be. And I think that goes the same for us, Mm -hmm. that when we're in the midst of difficult circumstances, that one, we have to remember God's true character, that he's the same today as he always will be, that he's never changed. He is faithful. He is sovereign. He knows all things. He's doing those. He's doing good things for us who love him. And at the same time, we are loved. We are a child of God. Our Father does care for us, and He does give us good gifts. Mm-hmm. And so I think in the midst of these difficult circumstances, God will often do two things. Remind us of who He is and remind us of who we are to do and what we are called to do. Mm-hmm. And so I would just say, just encourage you guys, um, if you are going through difficult circumstances um, if you are struggling with different things, you might be struggling with um, um, your identity 
or even um, questions about who God is or did he cause this or all of those things, I would just love for you guys to um, to reach out to us um, and um, just connect with us. If you guys are going through difficult circumstances, um, we'd love to hear from you. We'd love to pray for you. We'd love to encourage you in the midst of that. We'd love to remind you of who God is and... Um, We'd love just to spend time with you, and so we'd love to connect with you if you're doing that. I hope today, um, today's podcast really um, helped you to walk out your Christian faith during crisis. Thank you for listening to the Encounter YA podcast. Join us next week, and be sure to connect with us in the meantime on our social media at Encounter underscore C3. And here's a clip of next week's episode of the Encounter YA podcast. I had just decided one day I was going to go get drunk with a buddy and, um, started calling like Christian friends. And anyway, um, I'll never forget. Um, she came and she got me and she brought me back and literally mainly cause she was terrified. I was going to leave, stayed on the couch with me all night. And I woke up and I was like, Oh no, like <laughs> what did I do? Um, but it was actually just, you want some breakfast? And it, it kind of just changed my life in that moment because, um, it wasn't being scolded. It was just being loved even after I had messed up again. And my life had just been so full of mess ups and people leaving. And in that moment, it was just like, yeah, you screwed up, but you just want some breakfast and then you can go about your day. (laughs) 